witches, <laughs> basically. What is up, witches? Happy Witchy Wednesday. You are listening to Basic Witches. I'm Leah Knauer. And I'm Rachel LaForest. And today in the virtual studio, we had the pleasure of having Marley Liss. She's a sacred sensuality coach who's been featured in Forbes and BuzzFeed. No big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, Also the founder of Rehumanize. And you're going to hear her story about rehumanizing the system. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. And like without even needing to be said there's so many synchronicities between the three of us and just the universe in general and you get to hear about all of those it's a really good conversation um if you want to hear more interesting conversations then let me tell you about another amazing soul fire show called erotically wasted erotically wasted is a five minute pause out of our busy lives to connect with our wild and erotic the host dr kat meyer pleasures our ears with sweet and sultry poetic pleasures that will leave us feeling melted into our bodies and intoxicated with desire Sometimes we need that tantalizing reminder. And sometimes we want to listen to a longer show. That's where Eat, Play, Sex comes in. Sex expert Dr. Kat Meyer knows that you are bombarded daily with nutrition tips, sex advice, and tips on love across your feeds. She also knows how this may actually be getting in the way of you experiencing your full sexual potential. In this podcast, Dr. Kat reveals to you what works and what doesn't in a playful way to get you back in the game with those you love real-life stories and expert interviews to help you improve your sex life by addressing mental blocks, nourishing your body, and unlocking new realms of pleasure. Yes, and you know what has been giving me a lot of pleasure lately is our comfy sweatshirts um, with our new merch. I have a Get Lit Witches sweatshirt and... I have the third eye sigil on my sweatshirt and it's so cute. It's been getting so many compliments. So if you want some Basic Witches merch of your own, go to basicwitches.threadless.com. And you can always find that link in our bio on Instagram at Basic Witches. Yes, please, please, please connect with us there. We love getting to talk to you and obviously meeting you face to face on Blazin, our Instagram show. And at our moon circles. Um, and through Patreon. <laughs> so many there, ways. There really are a lot of ways to connect with us. And mm-hmm. we love getting to connect and know you guys better. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's get to know Marley Liss a little bit better. So let's jump right back where we were. You're traveling and you're in Tulum, Mexico. And you got to do something really cool. What was that? Yeah, so this past Friday for the new moon, I went to a Temescal, which is a sweat lodge with an indigenous Mayan elder. Um, and we did that. And then we like jumped in a cenote, which is those mermaid lagoony kind of caves right after. And it was the most magical. Yeah. Were you scared at all? No, I wasn't scared. I just felt very mermaid. I was like, this <laughs> is my element. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I am home. Yes. And and you said it was kind of spontaneous that you even ended up in Mexico. Was that magical? Honestly, I don't know. I think you'll understand when, when a call is so deep. Like I literally woke up one morning and I was like, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> That's like how I wake up craving ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Need it. <laughs> Need it. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. So you definitely followed your intuition there. Yeah. Listen totally. to the call. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. traveling around. Is that what you're doing lately? 
Yeah, I mean, all of my work is online now. I was really blessed, speaking of intuition, to like start bringing all of my coaching and work with women online like a month before COVID started. I was just like, oh, I'm going to bring this online. And, um, (laughs) right? Yeah. Do you think you, do you think you like intuition, your intuition knew like what was coming? Cause I felt that. I remember I told Rachel, like, right before coronavirus hit, I was like, something is about to change. There is a huge shift in the air. I don't know if it's for me or what, but, like, I felt it. And then that week it was, like, announced that we're all locking down. So did you feel that or it was just a random ping? That's so powerful. I I don't know, actually. I'm My whole chart is fire. So Ooh. when I have an idea, like the Mexico thing, when I have an idea for something, I'm like, we're doing it yesterday. Um, so (laughs) the bringing all of my coaching work online, um, just, I'm sure it was, it does feel like really guided and like, Mm -hmm. thank, thank goddess that this happened right before COVID. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely a very powerful time to be alive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they say like intelligent people make decisions quickly and stick to them. Mm. Um, not that they don't change their minds or tr- make new decisions, but that like they make a decision and they do it. And it sounds mm. like you do that with your intuition. Uh, that's so cool. Cause I, sometimes I judge myself as impulsive. So I really love that way of looking <laughs> yeah. at it. <laughs> it's all perspective, right? <laughs> yeah, <totally. laughs> so what are your signs? Ooh, um, Sun in Sagittarius, Moon in Aries, Rising Sagittarius, Mars oh. Leo, and then I have some Scorpio, like Venus and mm. Scorpio. So I have a bit of Scorpio water, and the rest is just fire. Fire. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I I also have an Aries Moon and then a double Scorpio, and you have a double Sag around Ooh. it. So that's interesting, and I I resonate with you where I'm like I make decisions, and I'm like it could have happened yesterday. I'm ready to go. Like let's go. <laughs> I think that's our Aries Moon. Yes, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> well, so what have you been noticing in your coaching practice? Like how, what's the temperature of the people right now? Mm-hmm. Good, good question. Yeah, actually, so it's interesting because I have this three-month program called the Sacred Central Wholeness Academy. And we started one round in May and it was more like, heavy and intense and people were really 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 needing support whereas I just started another round about a week ago and I find that women are just fired up Mm -hmm. like we're just like I can swear right yeah Yeah. we're just like fuck yeah (laughs) yeah we're just like fucking ready like everyone's just like I'm here it's time like I'm done with whatever is keeping me in the shadows like Mm -hmm. the earth needs my gifts now more than ever like I'm ready Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what I'm finding I I concur with like our moon circles I would say Mm -hmm. in the beginning middle of the year it was heavier slower and now since like the Aries full moon it's been full force fired up stepping into their power being honest about themselves using anger as motivation like spinning that into a positive it's the divine feminine the uprising and that's the of the energy the feminine energy not only of women right we can all get in touch with that flow and not caring what people think or say Mm -hmm. because it doesn't matter it's my life not yours Mm -hmm. yeah don't you guys feel like we were taught as women to judge ourselves on behalf of everyone else absolutely it's so crazy Mm -hmm. it's so it's like 
be polite, smile, dress nice, but not too slutty, but do your hair and make sure that you shave your armpits. Make everyone feel good. Take care of everyone. Mm -hmm. Be nice, smile. And hate yourself. Yeah, hate yourself a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, yeah. The whole upbringing of women in the Western culture has been one big gaslighting. Like, I'm mm. so excited to be part of changing that. And I know you are, too. And, Marley. yeah, they, they used to pit women against each other. And now, we like, if you look at rap culture, even, there's so many powerful, badass rapper women coming together. And uh-huh. I love it. Like, WAP is the divine feminine. Yes. That is our, that is our <laughs> anthem. <laughs> I was thinking of it right when you said powerful female. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pussy power, literally mm. wet ass pussy power. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Wap yeah. poop. <laughs> <laughs> well, so obviously we don't do any small talk. We're already so deep. We're like jumping into the what was it called? Sonora? Sonote. <laughs> Sonote. <laughs> yes. And actually the the Mayans said that the Sonote is like the gateway to the underworld. So I don't think there's anything more witchy than that. Oh, did, <laughs> so cool. did you feel, besides feeling just mermaidy, like, did you notice anything while you did this experience? And can you describe oh it for people who don't know? Mm, yeah, I feel very blessed to have had some incredible indigenous elders and teachers in my life that I've mm. just learned so much from, like about intergenerational healing and sourcing compassion beyond my human conditioning oh, <laughs> understanding. <goodness. laughs> um, so yeah, this was like a traditional Mayan sweat lodge. So they they just like heat um, rocks by a fire, which are called the abuelas, like the grandmothers, and they bring their wisdom through their heat. <gasps> and then you go into this structure, with, which represents like returning to the mother's womb. So you're in this like dark cave and like every time they open the door, there's this light shining through. And I said to everyone, I was like, this is like being born and like feel, seeing the light from the canal and like you're dying and being reborn. Mm. So it's, it's really, really powerful and just beautiful. Like, wow. yeah. And are you just sweating out your demons? Like, is it kind of sweating the mind? Yeah, it's so different. Um, elders or shamans I've worked with have done it different ways. So, for example, one of the grandmothers I've worked with who is like this badass, wild crone, doesn't give a fuck about anything anymore. <laughs> goals, <laughs> life goals. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to be a, like an 80-year-old. Right? Like it's really <laughs> going to be my peak. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, she's she's like full out. She's like, come in here and like, we're going to use this round in the spot. She just like scream for past women, for elders, for women oh. right now who are like locked up or are inhibited and in expressing their sexuality, like all these things. So she, yes. you can go really deep. And then there's times where I've been in sweat lodge and they're like, let's sing beautiful songs and just like blast this world with prayers and intention. Mm. So it can really range. Yeah. That's so cool. And then you got to jump into the cenote. What was that like? Mm, So magical. Yeah. My Scorpio self was just like, I am in my element (laughs) being in the the water under the moon after you're so hot to just like, really and especially especially my gratitude for life feels very amplified right now because of how intense things are in the world like 
the contrast is so clear to me. I'm like, wow, I'm freaking swimming. I got to just swim in a cenote and like help women connect to their sacred sensuality every day. Mm -hmm. And simultaneously, there's so much pain happening in the world. And like, I think that I used to, and I still do sometimes feel guilty instead of grateful that Mm -hmm. I'm experiencing that. But now Mm -hmm. I'm like really committing to, to being appreciative and like using that, that privilege as a responsibility, you know, mm-hmm. I feel that, I love that on many levels. The other day I was like randomly feeling really lethargic and sad and heavy. I was like, why do I feel like this? And I was like, oh yeah, why wouldn't I feel like this? You know, like there's so much unknown yes. and I was giving myself compassion for feeling sad. Mm-hmm. Here's your daily reminder listeners. You're not crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a heavy time energetically. If you're feeling mm-hmm. a lot of extra emotion right now, mm-hmm it's there because you need to feel it and, and let it out. Um, I feel like I have to remind myself multiple times throughout the day. Cause I'm feeling what everyone's feeling, you know, all of us here as empaths, it's mm-hmm. like, but when you do feel that joy, it's important to appreciate it yes. and like actually let it vibrate, which you're doing. And I try to do, and I know Rachel does too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a long time after my trauma of sexual assault back in October to realize I'm allowed to feel happy again and I'm allowed to feel joy because the part of me that died that day didn't want to allow it. She needed me to like grieve longer, which was necessary and I did it and eventually I got there. But like, I just appreciate that myself will allow me to feel joy again, that I'm ready to feel joy again. And like, yeah, then it rolled right into COVID and quarantine. So I'm so glad I started to learn that (laughs) kind of just in time Mm. so that I can have little respites of pleasure and joy and like in this crazy time. Yeah. Did you, you. yeah. um, Did you go through something similar in your healing journey? hundred percent. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I always, I'm like, it feels so minimal to say that. I'm sorry that that happened to you, but it's like, there's no better, but yeah, I'm just like with you and and solidarity. I'm sorry that it happens to so many of us Mm -hmm. women. It's like, yeah, that's what I'm so, I, so I appreciate that. And I totally get what you mean. (laughs) Yeah. And I hear, and and that, like in what you shared and what I experienced for sure, it's like this huge journey of descent and yes. ascent. Like I will never minimize the huge descent that I had after sexual assault. Like mm-hmm. I re- I really got to a point where I was like, I don't want to live on this earth anymore. Same exact. Like, I, it was like, yes. and, and like, I remember saying to someone, I knew that I knew that rape would fuck you up, but I didn't realize it would fuck me up this much. Like it really... I was really, really, really in a hole. And I just, and like, just interestingly, timeline wise, like Trump was elected Mm. like two months after my rape. And I was just like, love has lost on the planet. Like it felt so global and heavy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Your story and you are so incredible. You're the first, I don't want to mess this up. First official case to use reformative justice. Restorative justice. Can you tell Mm -hmm. us about that? Yeah, so it's the first sexual assault case to conclude with restorative justice through the legal system in North America. 
Um, wow. That's a lot of words. <laughs> and I'll explain what that means because <laughs> um, I didn't know what it meant. And that's a big reason why I share this because so many yeah. people don't know that this exists. Um, restorative justice is a form of justice that prioritizes healing and repair over punishment, which wow. just fucking makes sense. Yep. And I don't know if you know this already, but since I know about you, I knew we matched up on this, but I didn't know the term restorative justice, but I advocated for my attacker to get sent to one of the two prisons that has mental health services, because I said, we need healing, not punishment. It's not going to do anything to lock him away. And I will not be satisfied. He needs to be off the streets, but in treatment or nothing gets solved. So Wow. Just, oh, I'm so proud of us. And of course, it's like women saving the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> coming up with these solutions to fix the system that's so broken. Because right. clearly what they have now isn't working. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so and there, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say there are so many um, like indigenous cultures that have been doing this mm-hmm. outside of the system for so long. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, it it is so much more human and mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. I got goosebumps as you were sharing about advocating for your assailant to go to this mental health facility because it's like and same. So my my assailant mm-hmm. ended up going to therapy and then we met yes. in this like eight hour circle. Um, I, I honestly I can't imagine that. <laughs> That's like next level. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Next yeah. level. Mm-hmm. Could you tell us what that process was like or how it felt? Yeah, I guess I'll say first that, so my my experience was really interesting because I was going through the conventional punitive system for two years. And then only after two years, I got subpoenaed for a criminal trial. So I did Mm -hmm. go to court for a prelim. So the, the kind of cool and shitty part of that is that I can like literally feel the contrast between punitive and restorative because I've I've sat on the stand I've done that it sucked and then (laughs) and then I've also sat in circle which was hard but it was so deeply healing I mean it makes sense and uh, and both are hard both are hard Mm -hmm. everything after that happens is hard Mm -hmm. any step you move forward but the but the route that you advocated for in the restorative like actually fixes things Mm -hmm. it actually heals things Mm -hmm. Uh, I might need to I might need to do that in 10 years when he gets out we'll Mm -hmm. see was it what was it was that happening did your assailant ever go to prison no so basically for two years we went through the punitive process and they decided that there was an, it might be different because I'm from Canada. So I don't know. Oh, um, yeah. Right. Like, I don't know where it's different and where it's the same. Um, but it was like they gathered in the preliminary trial. They said there's enough evidence to go to a criminal trial, yeah. which is like the big one. Right. I think punitive would be what we call civil. It's like a financial damage, but not a crime. The damages are financial like Mm. in the end of a punitive, Mm. right? Versus like jail time, which would be criminal. Right. Yeah. So we, we basically have like two, it's like a, 
I thought of like auditions and like say that you can dance or something like you made it to the next yeah. round. <laughs> they're oh like, my enough, God. <laughs> there's enough evidence to, to go forward to get like the, the golden big, buzzer. The big, <laughs> the big judges. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun way to look at it. Yeah. So. Might as well. Yeah. <laughs> so you're two years into that, you get graduated to criminal and then what happens? Yeah. So I got subpoenaed. And in that time, like in that two years, I was in this like very intense, to be honest, like heal or die process. Like it was like such an intense, like put my whole everything into healing or I wouldn't be here. Like I really got to that point. Um, the beauty of that is that I've leaned into so many resources Um, and I'm privileged in that way as well, that like, there was so much around me. Like I did my yoga teacher training. I worked with this indigenous elder. I started learning about Tantra and sacred womb work and going to women's circles. And like, it really catalyzed me in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, so in that time, and I was also studying social work. So I was just like unraveling so many beliefs that justify the punitive thing this model of like, you hurt me, you go to jail, fuck you, like blah, blah, Mm. blah. Right. Mm. So I was like really healing inside and just like shifting my beliefs. And by the time I got subpoenaed for the criminal trial, I was like, what the fuck is the point of this? Like, it's really painful for me Mm. to like go and sit on this stand and do this whole witch trial-y bullshit and it's not helpful for anyone. Like I was really thinking like if he has kids one day, for example, are they going to benefit from, from like a father who went to prison and was just like building anger and like suppressing his crap more and more? Or would they benefit from someone who went to like intensive therapy and had to take accountability and like actually transform? Yeah. Um, so I was actually pretty much ready to drop the charges because I still didn't know that restorative justice existed. Mm. Um, But I had this very divine moment where I said to a friend, this like badass woman, I was like, honestly, if this was my world, I would just sit down with this person. We'd like cry together. I'd share how much she like broke me and share like my anger, my rising, my descent, like all of it. Um, and he, you know, apologized and I would get answers of like what I kept saying, like what happened between the time a baby was born and a perpetrator was made. You're quoting Mm -hmm. all of me this whole time. Like you're quoting my book. It's crazy. (laughs) Go on. Uh, I'm just, uh, yeah. It shows too how much empathy both of you have to be able to look at that other side. A lot of people Mm -hmm. I think wouldn't do that. So kudos yeah. to both of you. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm feeling you. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you were basically, like, in your world, that's what you would do. Yeah. I was like, in my world, that's what we do. And she said, and I thought it was very delusional, right? Because like, yeah, that's what we're taught, that our wants outside of the system's creation are delusional. So I kept being like, oh, this is like a silly thing, fantasy in my head. I'm like naive and whatever. And when I told her this vision, she's like, so make it happen. And I literally, I can like, I wouldn't say this in certain interviews, but I can say it with you. Yes. Like, I felt like spirit impregnated me. Yeah. With this idea. Oh. 
<laughs> Gotta do it. It's like, whoa. <laughs> it's like, okay, embracing that. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> so that, that kind of like uh, lit a fire under my ass. And I started like researching and reaching out to people I'd met along my healing journey and being like, do you know any alternatives and justice? Mm-hmm. And someone said, check out restorative justice. I posted in my Instagram story. That's how I got connected with the lawyer who I worked with. Um, yeah. Wow. Wow. And then in the result was that your assailant was required to go to therapy instead of be locked up. Yeah. So it was, I mean, it was also a whole process to, to go into the prosecutor's office or court Mm. place and to be like, this is what I want. Mm. Um, and just the, it's really fascinating because like, um, Tarana Burke, the founder of the Me Too movement, just posted the other day being like, the point of the Me Too movement is not to take men down. Mm-hmm, um, right. And something it's that... It's not a witch hunt. <laughs> right. Unlike what's happened to us. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and a like ridiculous thing is that the prosecutor I initially spoke with was like, oh, Marley, you know, with the Me Too movement, people want to see rapists locked up for longer amounts of time. So, like, we can't really listen to you at all. What? <sighs> can't listen to irony. You, the victim. <laughs> the irony, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it was this um, back and forth for a while. Like, and the lawyer I was with was like, don't get your hopes up. Like, the mm. system works like this. Don't get mm. your hopes up. And, um yeah. So it was like back and forth for a while. And there was actually two prosecutors who were kind of like fighting for the case. And one of them was very progressive and was like, we know better than anyone else that the system doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And she's actually on like the organization I founded. She's like on our board. and She's epic. <laughs> <laughs> she's a queen. Um, she like wears a pin to work that says fresh out of fuck. Yes. <laughs> That's, That's a Lana lyric too. Lana Del Rey. <laughs> And then the other one was like the archetypal patriarchally conditioned woman who's like, we cannot shake things up here. Like that is not how it works. Mm. Um, it was interesting and, and intense. And so they like went back and forth. And then a week before we were supposed to have the criminal trial, which again, like I was ready to just drop the charges if this doesn't work. Um, I got a call and they were like, they went with like the progressive one went right to a judge and they said, yes. And he's going to start therapy right away. And that was like genuinely the most magical moment of my life. Mm. I was like, ah, yeah, you did it. (laughs) You did that. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And all those like judgments. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm all those judgments I had around like that want being delusional or that way of thinking or that level of empathy or breaking chains of hurt people, hurt people, like mm-hmm. all those ideas that that was too delusional or too like sparkly for this world. This was such a validation that it wasn't. I was like, yes. Oh, mm-hmm. I get to bring my magic to the world. Mm-hmm. I don't yes. have to like fucking conform to that. Love shit. heals. And you knew that. And I saw a photo that you posted and it's, he, he wrote a word and you wrote a word on the, in the like first hour of the session. What, what did you each write? Yeah. So the mediators, once we got to the circle, which was like after six months of him doing intensive oh, therapy. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I know. It yeah. couldn't be right away. 
No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they were, the mediators were like, write three values you have on a piece of paper. And for me, I wrote love and he wrote courage. And I was like, I want to, I need at the end of the circle, I was like, this is the most tangible um, thing I have that represents this whole journey, this Mm. whole transmutation. Like, and I was just like, I, yeah, I need to take these home and do a little crafting. (laughs) It's so beautiful. Like they, they do go hand in hand. It Mm. is so scary to bring forth love and to keep doing it, especially after you get hurt like that. Like, that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know, like, I feel so blessed to have, I mean, it's ironic cause it's like, I, like I was raped and shit, Yeah, <laughs> but I feel, you know, not skipping over that, that mm-hmm. intensity and difficulty of it. Mm-hmm. And I feel so blessed that this was my ending. And I know it's connected to privilege as well. Right. Like if I was a, like, like for anyone who's just listening, like I am a white woman. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm a white cisgender uh, woman. So Mm -hmm. like, I don't know that this outcome would have happened for someone in a different body. Um, And since Mm -hmm. sharing this story with the media so much, like I've heard from hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of survivors who are like, wow, I wish I had this or I want this, or how do I get this? Mm-hmm. And I think that's so powerful for people to know as well, because there is such an assumption out there that this is the last thing survivors would want. Mm. Right. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Because here we are, and I'm also one of those women who feels the same as you, and independently did the same thing without yet knowing your story. Mm-hmm. Like, But part of why I was crying is because I'm like, saddened and in a way jealous that up in Canada like you guys found that solution because I did everything I could do and I advocated for his mental health and I succeeded I got him sent to one of those two prisons and the judge really heard me and like I was taken very seriously and what I wanted went into effect but he's still locked up for at least he's locked up for seven years on my charges. And then I don't know about the other victims, but I gathered it was like something more than 10 years. And, and he's not mandated to do the mental health program. Mm. So it's up to him. I hope he listened to me and he does it, but like, I'm, I'm sad that that was the best solution I could even fight for here. Mm. And I succeeded and I'm not totally satisfied. Um, but also you were quoting me again with your privilege. I spoke in my statement about how I'm the lucky one, even though I'm the victim of the sexual assault, I'm still the luckier one. Mm-hmm. How crazy is that? Yeah. And, yeah. and the privilege that well, the swiftness that my case was processed, I don't think would have happened mm-hmm. if I wasn't a white woman. Mm-hmm. It was so swift. Like it didn't take two years. It took a year. Mm. and it was done like (sighs) I hurt for our sisters of color and indigenous sisters and all all sisters Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it it really blows my mind like especially well all of these humans and I'm especially thinking of indigenous women who are being asked to go through this system that's like rooted in colonialism 
And they're not even able to access like these indigenous restorative practices that they created. And it's, wow. it's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. I'm just so ready for, for our systems to just like Kali style, like burn down to yes. complete shit. Mm-hmm. And for us to just like grab our crystals and yes. do our thing and like create it in the most on the foundation of love that's really yes. that's really what this is it's just it's love we need to stone the system with crystals like <laughs> yes I think I told you that when I was on the stand this is actually funny so when yes. I did my my trial yes I messaged this to you um they told me they're like wear a turtleneck don't wear makeup put your hair up this is what they told me yeah and so I was like fuck okay so I wore a turtleneck but my friend made me a shirt that said nasty woman and I wore it underneath and she was a witness in the trial so we were both wearing these shirts secretly and then I just stuffed my bra full of crystals (laughs) (laughs) like I hope these don't fall out she's a witch (laughs) she's a witch I would just be like yes I am (laughs) that's so funny I had I had crystals and an entire jar spell in on me that Leo made me for protection yeah what is a jar spell I actually just made a bunch yesterday for arts and witchcrafts, which was um, a fun little virtual, you know, arts and crafts. But with witchcraft, we made jar spells and sigil magic. Jar spell is like a little jar. We use recycled jars um, and you put in whatever you want, whatever herbs, dried flowers, eggshells. I mean, you know, Um, spices. Yeah. Anything that like represents something to you. And then we put in a sigil of what we were releasing and what we're bringing in. And then you light a candle and you put the lid on and you seal it all up. And then it just like sits on your altar and it's art, but it's like a beautiful memory of your pain and how you're going to move forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's kind of, so beautiful yeah it always reminds me of like the beauty and the beast rose mm. kind of being in like a clear jar um also we spit in them to activate with like our power cool like yeah. Any, yeah body fluid <laughs> yeah witches we all know that with fire you light your desire and what would make you feel more desirable than soft silky healthy hair You can get that with Function of Beauty. Leah, that was so professional. Thank you very much. (laughs) But I seriously do love my Function of Beauty products. We got sent some shampoo and conditioner, hair serum, body lotion, and it is all so amazing. It's vegan, and it smells delicious. Mm -hmm. And... As is in keeping with the future, everything is customizable. Mm -hmm. That's their thing. They do it best. You pick your scent, your amount of scent. If you want it to be a cool color. um, What you want to name it. What you want to name it. What you're looking for as far as actual function. Like, I needed something really moisturizing because I have super curly and highlighted hair. So it's very dry. And I can tell you, I went like heaviest level of moisture on all my products from them and it worked. Mm. (laughs) 
Yes, my hair is like soaking it up and loving it and it actually feels quenched. That's so awesome. Yeah, here's how it works. First, you take a quick but thorough quiz and you tell them a little about your hair and then Function of Beauty's team determines the right blend of ingredients and then bottle your custom formula to order. And then they deliver your personalized formula right to your door in a cute customized bottle with your favorite color and fragrance and stickers. You get to put stickers on your bottle mm-hmm. that they sent you. I had so much fun decorating my bottles. <laughs> and as a vegan, I just want to point out again, their formulas are vegan and cruelty free. Mm-hmm. They never use sulfates, parabens, or any other harmful ingredients. Function of Beauty is not just the first ever custom hair care brand. It is the internet's top rated customized hair care brand with over 40,000 real five-star reviews and counting. So what are you waiting for? Go to functionofbeauty.com slash witches to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash witches for 20% off and to let them know you heard about it from our show. That's functionofbeauty.com slash witches. Ooh, what a wild time we are in. Uh, Now more than ever, it's important to ask for help. And we have the best partner for that, BetterHelp. They are the OGs of online virtual therapy, and we're so excited to be partnered with them because mental health is so important. Your Mm -hmm. brain controls everything, Mm -hmm. so make sure you're taking care of it. Yes, and with BetterHelp, counseling is affordable and private. It's totally online. They were on the online game before COVID times. They know what they're doing and it's available anytime, anywhere. So no matter where you're located in the world, you can talk with a licensed professional therapist online and you can get better help. And because you're a listener of our show, you can get started today and enjoy 10% off your first month. Use the discount code BASICWITCHES at betterhelp.com slash basicwitches. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash basicwitches. We really hope that helps. Now back to this amazing episode with Marley Liss. Beautiful. Yeah. Which, and you're a sensuality coach, right? Too. Can you tell us about yes, that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm obsessed with my work. <laughs> I'm literally in love with my work mm-hmm. every single day. I cry because I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is what I came to the planet for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So all of those like tools and that healing journey that I took after my trauma, um, this not just saved my life, but amplified it. Like I actually have never loved myself more. I've never felt safer in my body. I've never felt like more connected to intimacy and boundaries and consent work and empowerment and embodiment and all these things. So it just like, I was already doing work with women. I was leading retreats and things like that. And then for a while I was helping women connect with self-love. And then after I shared this story more and more and more, people were like specifically coming to me for sexual reclamation, for sensual empowerment. And I was like, yes, okay, this makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just stepped into that um, and started offering coaching online. Um, So right now I have like a three-month program that I was 
telling you about the Sacred Central Wholeness Academy, which I call my self-love child. Um, yes. And it's amazing. Like there's right now 17 women from all over the world, literally like mm. from 20 years old to 75 years old from like all walks of life journeying <sighs> through this. And we like meet in circles and in rituals and embodied practices twice mm. a week. There's a whole online course and it's just like, honestly, midwifing women in this work is, is the juiciest and the most like humbling and empowering. Yeah. And fulfilling, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is so affirmative for me because my journey has been like, like you described lower than the depths of rock bottom, like another world experience of low, not really wanting to live anymore. Um, and now I've like, risen and solidified my desires to empower women sexually, be an example of sexual flourishing, even after sexual assault and fucking take no prisoners. Like I, I feel so like, I don't know, like my fists are up, not in a, not in a bad way. Just like, I'm not going to take any bullshit anymore. Like I've got me. I proved that to myself. Mm. and yeah and so and I have a lot of women coming to me too you know I think that this happened to us for that reason I mean Mm. it just I feel the same way like I wake up and this is what I'm thinking about and I it's so purpose-driven I don't even have to think to make decisions Mm. like it's so clear right yeah (sighs) I feel that so much and someone asked me they're like oh, how do you do this work? Like, isn't it triggering and hard? And I'm like, honestly, it would be immensely hard to not do this work. (laughs) Like it is pouring through me. Like every cell in my body is like, yes. It's so powerful. You're both like reclaiming that. And, And I was wondering if you felt your intuition increase even more after your assault. Like maybe months Mm. after, but... Yeah, yeah, because there was definitely, like, the initial months and maybe even, like, up to a year after, I was just shut down. I was so dissociated from my body. Like, I was really mad at my body. I was, like, struggling with disordered eating, which I think is a link no one talks about. I stopped getting my cycle. Like, Mm. I I would, like, break out in hives randomly. My hair started falling out at one Mm. point. Like, it was very intense, Mm. you know. That's all from trauma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Trauma is crazy. So once, once I got through that and was like so committed to my healing and was learning so much about trauma for Mm -hmm. myself, um, then that started to shift. And then I was like, wow, actually, um, my experience of sexuality was never divine or sacred or, or even like embodied. And when I say embodied, just like the opposite of dissociation, Mm -hmm. like I was always like, even just like on a, you know, like a normal consensual hookup, like pre this assault, um, I was not fully in my body. And so learning about all this, I was like able to see like, wow, thank God my whole sexual foundation was like slashed to, to the ground to, to like, below point zero. Cause I really feel like I had, um, 
a second chance to like rebuild it. I feel like I had a second virginity at my, cause I lost my period and it came back. I feel like I had a second uh, first period. Like mm. it was really like, you get to redo it. Oh uh-huh. yeah. Totally. I described my journey since the assault as like, I died that day and I was reborn. So I was a newborn, which is why I couldn't eat, which is why I couldn't walk or fall asleep, you know, all the things. And then I got to watch myself grow up with, with adult consciousness, Mm -hmm. like kind of out, out of my body for a while, but like aware. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it makes sense that you're describing having all of these firsts again. It's like a rebirth and a whole new rebuilding yourself. Mm. Yeah, that's so powerful. Oh my gosh, women are fucking amazing. I know, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> so amazing. Seriously, I'm so impressed by us. Yeah, yeah. I have a question for both of you. What would you say maybe for listeners who are who have experienced sexual assault but maybe haven't dealt with it yet Mm. because it is scary what would you what's the first thing you would recommend definitely in a really really supportive space Mm -hmm. I would say and I'm saying this because I feel like it's a narrative I've never I had never heard is like come back to your body because there's also pleasure there Like there's also beauty there. I think we're like so scared after trauma to come into our bodies because we know there's pain there and there is. And that's why I'm like, be supported in that process. Mm. But there's also pleasure there. There's also safety there. There's like deep breath and calmness and support and your body's wisdom, like the intuition lives in the body, right? So Mm. just like know that there's beauty for you there as well. Mm. I love that answer. And I'll tag team with Marley and say, what came to me was ask for help. There is so much help available now. If you don't have the resources, there's still help. Like there's free help, um, but no one can help you if you don't ask for help. And, and that's something that I'm so grateful that I knew to do because I had just learned that for the first time a couple years before I was attacked. Mm. So thank goodness, because I asked for help right away. And that's what accelerated my healing. And there's people who want to help. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. We're with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can I say one more thing? Yeah. Also know that you're like a fucking wisdom keeper now. And like that includes your grief. You know, like the shit we've been through, like that makes us so full of this deep wisdom that someone who hasn't been through that experience can never Mm -hmm. fully, fully get on an embodied level. So Mm -hmm. I think so often we are taught to see rape victims as rape victims, as Mm -hmm. these like sad, wounded, damaged puppies. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, we're actually these badass queens who have journeyed to hell and come back and we're like holding this wisdom and this Mm -hmm. resilience so just like yeah that Mm -hmm. is you Mm -hmm. I love that um I have to piggyback again because (laughs) 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 but what Marley touched on with grief um I wanted to say if you're someone listening who has been holding on to this. I know a lot of people haven't had the support and maybe they've been holding on to a trauma that's like 10 years old or longer. Um, There is likely grieving left to do. That's what I discovered. And it's still there. I'm not even out of that stage yet. Um, 
it's just something that can't be avoided. And I just want to remind people to like face the grieving, face it and, and allow it. Mm. Yeah. You got to grieve. Mm-hmm. You just got to grieve mm-hmm. <laughs> because something, something died, if not a part of you or a version of you, then mm-hmm. the world that you used to live in before that happened died. So there's a death to grieve mm-hmm. in an assault or really any trauma, any big mm-hmm. trauma. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And that grief work is so precious. I'm like, can I, can we? Yes. Like, go, go, Marley, go. go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I we want to help. <laughs> I didn't mention this, but I also studied somatic sex education. Um, and this is like exactly like grief is is or the experience of trauma is like emotions locked in our bodies Mm -hmm. so when we're allowing ourselves to feel that grief we're allowing that to flow through us so we can actually release it um so grieving and grieving can be so gorgeous like I love crying dramatically like I love raging like wildly you know (laughs) do you know that part I was just feeling this the other day do you know that part of your crying where you get to it's like (laughs) It's like you're going, how do I describe this? You're crying. Oh, have you heard that? Leah's loving her coffee. Um, (laughs) You get to that point where you're crying so hard that like sort of the breath runs out and you're sort of suspended and it almost feels good. And then it's like, (gasps) and you take another breath. That suspended part, I just realized like it feels good. I do not feel good when I cry. (laughs) Obviously, the overall thing is heavy, but there's a weird, somatically, there's a weird, like, almost a relief. It's almost like I'm floating for a second, and then I come back to, like, the heavy. Maybe that's That's just so powerful. No, but that's that's real, too. Like, our tears, and this is what I love about somatics, is, like, everything in the body is so functional. Even our inner critic is so functional. Even our self-sabotage is functional. So like tears are literally carrying stress hormones out of our body. They're like, oh, there's too much stress and they're carrying it out of our body. So it makes sense that you feel a certain level of relief after. I think of little kids being like, (laughs) like, like, you know, yeah, (laughs) almost like the high after the low. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's like your body can relax after you have a big cry like that. All that tension. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, now I just want to cry, guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> I already did. It's a safe space. Yeah. Yeah. Do you call yourself a witch, Marley? I do. You know, it's funny because literally right before this, I told this man on the beach that I was doing a recording for this thing called Basic Witches. And he was like, whoa, witches? Like, whoa. Like, That's awesome. It's a very classic. Like, he was like, what are you going to like put spells and on people and manipulate them? And I just like went on this whole rant about reclaiming the word witch. And yes. it got me like really fired up. I was like, I'm so grateful that this is happening right before because it got me really mm. like connected to, to the word and the history. And like, I think witch is one of the most powerful words we can reclaim. And like, I want to write about this a lot more, but I really feel that, um, like the witch hunts, the witch trials and the malleus, which like guided people spotting witches. I feel that this was the foundations of rape culture. Mm. Like it's literally the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's all intertwined. To, it's 
so intertwined. And for us to reclaim that, which like you two are friggin' doing so powerfully and as loudly <laughs> and amazingly, um, is like essential. Like I think mm-hmm. it's one of the most important words to reclaim. So you know, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you are <laughs> a witch. Yeah. yeah. You know, I so agree. It's like which um carries such power that it scares people, mm-hmm. certain people, mm-hmm. just like women, powerful women scare certain people. Um, and by reclaiming it and being a good example of healthy power. And that witches aren't inherently evil and bad. <laughs> yeah. Then I think we're essentially working on two causes at once of like raising up women and raising up anyone who identifies as a witch. Mm-hmm. Yes. And something else cool that I feel something else that I feel is cool (laughs) is um, (laughs) that it's also to me, environmentalism Mm -hmm. on like a deep because we're reclaiming our right to like celebrate our bodies and to acknowledge the seasons and work with the elements rather than this Mm -hmm. patriarchal, like God is in the sky, heaven comes after you leave this body. So I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I think this is one of the most important words and like on the planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So true. It's almost like being a witch feels balanced. It's not good or bad. It's yin and yang. It's death and rebirth. It's masculine and feminine. It's always finding the middle ground between a lot of things, or at least that's what I've kind of learned from from witchcraft is not Mm. everything is forever and not everything is exactly how it looks. Yes, I love that. I just mm-hmm. learned recently that like we can only see 1% of the visible light spectrum, which means we don't see like 99% Whoa. of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's it. It's just like being open to mm-hmm. and it, it really blows my mind. You know when some people are like really close to that idea of maybe there's more to life than like working and sleep like capitalism and mm-hmm. and they're like I don't know like I don't think there's more and I'm like why would you not want to think there's more like why would you not want to be a witch why would you not want to be a magical <laughs> being like, yeah that's yeah. totally that's a huge part of it for us is like we're always like it's more fun it's more fun <laughs> much more fun way to yes. go about life yes for sure <laughs> Oh, well, so have you had any like witchy or spooky experiences or or, or psychic readings? Um, Definitely. Uh, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I've gotten pretty freaky in my time. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Okay, so something I really like to do is to self-pleasure while inviting in different goddess archetypes. Yeah, I love that. That's so hot. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm also also, um, Jewish, and I feel very connected to Lilith and Magdalene because these, like, have some Hebrew roots, you know? Um, So... Yeah, I've had some pretty freaky, amazing experiences just, like, letting myself channel Magdalene or Lilith, like, as I'm climaxing. And I was just, like, one time I literally said, like, something about, like, burning the church. Oh, my God. I was, like, I don't know. Oh, my God. I love you next level. Yeah. Yeah. 
like, I was like, with that question you asked, I was like, how full I should I respond? <laughs> <laughs> should I keep it light? Or <laughs> I love that so much. Thank you so much for sharing. That's inspirational. <laughs> Holy shit. Yes. <laughs> I hope people are more inspired than scared. Yeah. <laughs> I think our listeners will be. We'll get it. Yeah, really cool. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. Amazing. Well, we do have three decks on hand. On deck. On deck. So <laughs> if you would like a reading, this Ooh. would be a time. I would love a reading. Yes. Awesome. What's, what's on your mind? today mm. right now for your heart mind today right now hmm. what is the purpose of the endless like club music that is happening outside my door <laughs> okay. for like three no it's really it's been like three days and I actually kind of feel brought back to like clubbing culture and I'm not necessarily into it and so I'm curious about like why that's happening and like what is the message what is the purpose mm. okay Love it. We're going to get an answer. Cards don't lie. So I pulled Angel Phoenix's deck, the revolution of self-reverence. And then I'm going to pull a goddess from the goddess guidance oracle. And I literally knew that we would be pulling from these two decks. Wow. (laughs) Let's breathe. Hold it. I was hearing like get clear and then Isis, but mm. my my pull is just going to be whatever goddess wants to come through for you, and then That's Leah's cool. Leah's will answer the um, clubbing question. I saw an owl in my head. Are you connected to owls oh. in any way? So you mentioned Isis, and I literally have an <gasps> Isis card right in front of me. Oh okay. shit. <laughs> that's crazy because then I pulled Bast for you and I think they're they look pretty similar. Mm-hmm. And they're both these they're Egyptian, Egyptian goddesses. Yeah. Of independence. Wow. I so I like just read what card you have. Wow. And, and I, I pulled, only have two in front of me. So yeah. Wow. And I pulled from Angel's deck, let it go. So this is the clubbing. Ooh. The music. Ah, interesting. I'm like maybe you need to either like, dance to yeah. it. And like literally let it go out of your body and then maybe like shift the perspective of then you can enjoy it or just like say fuck them and just let it go. Yeah, I like this like surrendering to the dance thing. I've been, um, do you guys know or do you know Fitness Marshall? No. Okay, he's a super amazing like kind of JVN energy. Okay, yeah. But, like, leads dance workout videos. Oh, I love it. He's like, yes, ladies work. <laughs> yes. I've been doing a lot of that. So I'm like, maybe Amazing. I just need to, to do that to this music mm. and surrender to that. Yeah. Sounds like it. All right. And then your goddess that came through just to come through for you is your independence is a foundation for your strength and success. Fast. Mm. She's got two cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure you know Bass. Sea line energy. Cool. How do you I know I don't know that I don't know that much about her, but oh. I connect with that for sure. You know what's interesting is um typically I'm very extroverted. 
Um, but I've never, I've never been in a tropical place well it's like fall shifting into winter Mm -hmm. and so there's a funny thing here where no one's really shifting I find energetically into like Canada hibernating state Uh of course that's how LA is yeah right but like I'm shifting more into my like inner winter state so I Mm. feel like the independence thing is like honor yourself don't be pressured Mm -hmm. to go and be so external like have your hibernation in the tropics, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. That's, that's I what it that. is. Mm-hmm. You're like listening mm-hmm. to your body. Mm-hmm. I'll, yeah. I'll, exactly. Mm-hmm. And your intuition. Mm-hmm. So the various meanings are spend time alone, give yourself permission to play, mm-hmm. ask for your needs to be met, make your own decision, work with cats, Pay attention to your pet feline and or get a new cat. Whoa. Um. <laughs> side note, side note, I've had a huge phobia of cats throughout my life and it feels <laughs> very like weird and ancient and like oh, otherworldly. Whoa. Yeah. What do you but, think happened like in a past life you were attacked by a cat? I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I think of like, I just feel... <laughs> Okay, I'm going to get, like, freaky again. I just feel like (laughs) cats are these, like, crazy, like, corpsey things that have crawled up from the underworld. And, like, if they wanted to control the whole planet, they could. Like, they could just be, like, and they could just, like... like so powerful I think it's a representation of my own power it is pussy power (laughs) oh my gosh and I mean they were and they were revered (laughs) to have power in Egyptian culture so and that's more ancient and wise than us probably Mm. oh my gosh I think it's been my internalized fear of pussy power that my that my lineage has been working through Wow. And like in this lifetime, I reclaim the pussy power. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. Amazing. Oh, amazing. Okay. Great reading. Thank I think it resonated. Lost. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, well, where can listeners find you? Because I know they're going to be knocking on your door <laughs> uh, yay hi everyone <laughs> um yeah definitely connect with me I always remind people like I'm a human so please be superhuman with me and just like reach out and say hi um best place to do that would be my Instagram which is Marley Lewis um but if people go to marleylist.com I also have a totally free masterclass, which is like all about how pleasure, reclaiming our pleasure, like is revolutionary and how like our pleasure ripples out and just fucking mm. saves the world with our, our juicy embodiment. Um, oh. So people can find that on my website. Um, yeah, that is the best way. Oh, amazing. Awesome. And then mm. we like to end every episode with a basic blessing. So something we're each grateful for today. Mm. Oh man, so much. Yeah. Oh, I'm grateful for um, friends that are willing to just like go all in with me. Like tonight, we're having like a Pink Skies Ahead premiere here, which is a movie that I'm in, but it's like premiering virtually. But we're we're dressing up and like gonna make it fun. And I love having people in my life that are willing to just do silly shit. Mm. 
I feel really grateful for all the ways my body's functioning. Mm. I'm feeling really grateful for my health and how just everything's working right now. Wow. So grateful. Uh, I feel really grateful for the balance of like loving heart meets fierce power that I feel like we're all embodying and just so many people in the world are embodying. So mm-hmm. yeah, this like fierce softness, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so well said. Love that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yes. you so much for coming on, Marley. Yeah, this was a blast. Remember when I when we oh, were messaging yeah. and I was like, we have so much more in common than you realize. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what all this was about. <laughs> like, we're gonna have a great conversation. Yes. Yeah, it feels so natural and just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could do this forever. So right. thank you so much for having me on, and thank you to everyone who's been listening and connecting with this. Yeah. Yes. Witches, this show is made possible by listeners like you who contribute on our Patreon. If you want to join the Basic Witches Coven, become a patron. And as a thank you for your support, we'll give you all kinds of witchy goodness like card readings and custom art. We'll see you in the coven. Hexo, hexo. Basic Basic Witches.